Check, check, one, two. Check, one, two. Check, one, two. One, two, fuck you. One, two, fuck who? <laughs> well, not you. No one should ever fuck Matt. Hey. Fuck Matt. No, no one should ever fuck Matt. Well, uh, fuck Matt. Wait, hold on. I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> fuck you, Matt. Well, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot. Fuck you, Matt. Uh, yeah, I get it, okay? Fuck you, Matt. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that the cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. to episode 233 of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, and sitting across from me is the biggest fuck-up in all of fuck-ups. That's Matt. What's up, you dirty bird? How many more excuses are you going to make for you doing clips super fucking late and pretending like you did them on time? Uh, Well, I probably have about six more left in me. Six more left in you? Six more. Okay. But I could probably stretch that out to 12. So I check it multiple times throughout the day just to see if they're loaded. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And then I message you, and then you said that they didn't load right. They, uh, no, it, well, it's not that they didn't load right. I, my computer b sodded on me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what B-Sod is, it's a blue screen of death for okay. those who don't speak. Right. So I was like, oh, well, that's Why haven't you stolen a computer that's workable from a place that you work? To keep? Because all the places I work have cameras that are everywhere around where we keep the laptops. Yeah, but if you're going to be jumping from one job to another, why not just, you know, steal that, that computer from the old job? Because they would literally have me arrested. Because <laughs> most of those computers come preloaded with proprietary government software. Ugh, pansy. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck me. The guy who's nice enough to record on a Wednesday when I don't have any other time to get the editing done for this week. Yeah, you wouldn't have to edit. This can be a clean show. I can feel it. Clean my fucking ass. Literally clean it right now with your tongue. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus. That that went that went south really fast. Mm, no, yeah. look at look, look <laughs> the shit from 
my ass right now. Lick it. <laughs> lick it. Lick it. I said lick it. It's hard to seem really hardcore when we say the words lick it for some reason. Just sounds <laughs> cute. Lick it. <laughs> uh, this is how I get back at him for all the clips he's gotten on me all these years. <laughs> Just trying to anger me more. Yeah, well, pretty much. I just, like, exasperate you to the point where you just go, ah. No, my exasperation has nothing to do with your idiocy, trust me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was all about me. <laughs> no, you're just the um, proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Oh. I've just had enough. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about it off air a bunch, but I I didn't really bring it up, but I, I was pretty much done. I was going to call it quits at the end of this year. Yeah. And the only thing that really saved the show, for the most part, was you finally owning up and doing stuff on your own. Yeah. Like the clips and everything that helped. But then I was still like, fuck it. It's not worth it. It's a headache. I got to walk him through how to do this stuff. And I was ready to fucking quit. And then uh, Christopher Cologne from uh, Two Strangers, One Podcast goes and has Dana DeLorenzo give us a shout out. Did you see that yet? Yeah, I have not gotten to see it yet. Oh, yeah. But, but he he actually like he I don't know what kind of thing it was, but it was like a, a motivational speaking thing that she did for him. But part of it was he actually took the time to make sure that she gave us a shout out damn so now that that exists i'm like well fuck now i have to do another year because that's like i could use that for like a promo and yeah. i could cut that into be like the next year's intro you're you're one more year deep now or something and then i'm like right after i i said that i was going to do that and i got the ideas and then i'm like fuck man no i'm still done i just want to fucking quit and then i'm like but i have all these fucking movies and i planned all this other stuff out and i'm like god damn it i just want to quit and i really do <laughs> <laughs> so this is our last show. This is, this is it? I'm fucking done. This is it. I mean, fucking Jesus. This is the last fucking piece of shit thing I'm going to do, and I'm going to sell off all my equipment, and it's just not fucking worth it anymore. I fucking quit. Well, we did a movie with that I always see on your uh, screensaver now, so at least, you know, there's another thing. <laughs> You're trying. You're like, I need some kind of an outlet to feel important. Nah, no, that's that's <laughs> over. I might as well just fucking, I don't know. I'm just going to head. I've been talking about just getting out of my house and walking west and <laughs> seeing what happens See, either a i'll die or b be picked up by an alien i don't know everyone can bet on which one happens first yeah well this is this is it this is gonna be this and, and by alien i do mean it can also be a trucker high on methamphetamines so which everyone picks me up probably look the same anyway well um so since this is it this is the, the final this the, is the final show yeah I'm, I'm not fucking doing this anymore all right we're not fucking <laughs> fuck that this is what the... are you gonna do with all the money you get from selling the equipment <sighs> that is none of your fucking business. I, I mean, it's not. I thought maybe we could have some banter. No, we're no. going to play the Legion Praetorian ad now, so you yeah. can you can start giving some money there, I guess. Okay. I might throw some money there, because Legion's been really good to us. They've for, been, been really good to us. For the, the tenure that we've had here until yeah. I'm fucking done and it's over with. So, alright, uh, here's the fucking <laughs> Legion Patreon ad. Fuck it. This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, 
or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really. You can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. When the party's alive, and it's just better, it was a special project for his 4-H club. But it broke loose out in the middle of the night, and now it's feeding power children. That's a bit on the nose. What, the thing that only eats hippies? Yeah. Nah, I don't fucking care if I'm on the nose anymore. So the movie that we're actually talking about this week is... Anthropophagus. 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 Yes, that is the movie that we're talking about. Although you've probably seen it under the title of The Grim Reaper, which is what the trailer is calling it. The Savage Island. Yeah, Savage Island's another thing, but that sounds kind of racist. That really does. Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. It's significantly less racist. Yes. Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. But I'm sure that that title is really hard to fucking say for most people. But I'm doing pretty well with it. Yeah, but you repeat it right after, so. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how you learn. (laughs) Say it now. Anthropophagus. 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 Okay, now let's see if you can maintain that for the rest of the show while we're doing the Well, review. I'm going to say it only once because they never say it in the movie. Yeah, but the actual creature that's there is the anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. Sure, close enough. I think so. Hooked on phonics works for me. Do you know what is absolutely not going to mention anthropophagus? What's that? This trailer. A flash of steel. An unearthly shriek. An icy breath. A knock at the door. Omens of evil. Warnings of death. An invitation to terror from the Grim Reaper. Innocent travelers trapped in a mysterious house. Tortured by a malevolent force. Destined to discover the hidden room in the realm of the Grim Reaper. One by one, he tracks them down. One by one, they disappear. One by one, they come face to face with the ultimate terror. And now, he's coming. For you, the Grim Reaper. All right, let's 
get this last the final show over with. All right. So they called this the Grim Reaper, huh? And Savage Island and Anthropophagus. Oh. All right. Uh, so we start out with a lovely young couple walking through the streets of what appears to be a nice little village town. Yeah. Whatnot. So if you watch the Italian language version of it, it's uh, actually subtitled. Oh, wow. In the English language version, the closed captions on the disc only say speaking foreign language. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so they're talking normal touristy shit and um, yeah they're german yeah they're just they're talking normal touristy shit yeah yeah uh, like, when you get to it i'll say what exactly they're saying specifically but well they get down to the beach um the girls uh gets down to some swimsuit and the dude's just kind of laying out she asks if he wants to swim or something and she says he swims a little and then she says even the dog loves to swim or something along those lines yeah that dog that right do- before she strips down yeah uh the dude just puts on some headphones and listens to some tunes um, that is a sweet 1980s transistor radio dude that really is man yeah. that that was future those isolation headphones that are that are built around it are pretty fucking nice too yeah man there's those that style still used to this day well they're, they're significantly improved but yeah, yeah those are i mean i've got a version of that for this podcast so. yeah uh the uh, which will be going up on ebay when we're all fucking done when it's all fucking done yeah nice nice what do you think you get the foam probably nothing well what are you gonna do with it i don't know yet just do your review isolation booth um the girl starts swimming and the dog seems rather concerned uh but she swims up to an empty boat and screams while she sees what's inside all of a sudden she gets like pulled under and we see like a lot of blood in the water the dog is heavily concerned and being the only intelligent look out it's a anthropophagus <laughs> Anywho, the dog being the only intelligent being on that beach decides to run away. Tells like, "Fuck you all! I'm out of here. See you later, bitch." I was really, really rooting for that dog. I was hoping he would come back later on in the movie, <laughs> like the very end, to be like, "What's up, hoes? I'm back." Yeah, he's like, he's like fucking Newt in Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Where right. like he leads them through the vent shafts to keep them all alive or some shit. It's like, all right, well they're busy killing you. I can get away. Yeah. Um. Apparently, in Anthropophagus doesn't like the taste of dog anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, we see the killer. We're in first person killer mode here, and he walks up to the dude who's still just listening. Uh, the best part about that is the trail of blood drops dripping off of his mouth. Yeah. It's very clearly the killer's mouth. Yeah. Or uh, that area, because like it's like he's looking down and you see the blood from his perspective. Makes you wonder what he bit off, because if he came up from like under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a pretty good idea of what he bit off, given what we see later on in the film. But yeah. like, the blood trail that leads up to him going after the dude in the headphones. Yeah. Who would be like the dude passed out on the beach in Jaws. Uh-huh. Because this is very clearly aping Jaws. Yes. <laughs> Instead of a buoy, they used like a rowboat. But yeah. it's, it's still aping Jaws. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, which is totally fine. If you're going to rip off a movie, rip off the best. Re- yeah, you're, right. You're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you're reminding me of a better movie than what you are though, at the same time. <laughs> um, he, uh, anyway. Anyway, the guy looks up, he's shocked, and then he gets a meat cleaver right to the face. Yeah, that's going to fuck up your day. Yeah, that's not going to make your life easy. Where did the headphones go? Uh, maybe I think he took them off. Like, when he looked, he got all shocked. I thought he, like, raised his, like the headphones off so he could hear. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I just saw the cleaver hitting, so. You're, you're just like, you're the guy who'd come down, see the gruesome mess, and go, hmm, new headphones, and then walk away. Yeah, I'd make sure they weren't waterlogged, otherwise they're not worth carrying around. That's true. Ew, there's blood on them. Uh, anyway, uh, then we cut to, we meet a some young travelers, and that is our first clip. Honey, I don't feel so good. You'll be okay when we get off. What is it, Maggie? 
Nothing. It's almost over. Like they say, I think the kid's got football boots, and he uses them to take dancing lessons. <laughs> Wait till we get out of the water, see how he likes that. <laughs> no, I'm sure if there'd been any danger, the doctor wouldn't have let her take the trip. Anyway, we'll just be making little hops from island to island. I wouldn't count on that too much. You know what Alan said. We paid rent on that thing for a month and should get all the use of it we can and see the whole archipelago. Yeah, but with Maggie in her condition, we can't That just really... means you'll leave Maggie and me off at the first island and pick us up on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, honey. Sit down. Yeah, I suppose I should. Oh, careful. Hey. Oh, hell. I'm so sorry. It's nothing, really. Please let me buy you another one. Oh, I mean, no. it's the very least I can do. My husband does something like that at least once a day. I'm really sorry. No, honestly, there's no problem. But excuse me, I thought I heard you talking about a boat. Do you think you might possibly have room for one more? Do you, do you mean you want to come with us? Hey, kids, do you think Alan would object if we brought someone else along? Not if it's someone like her. I have to join some friends on one of the islands. I just need a lift. Well, sounds fine, huh? Hell yeah. So we have a nice, like, looking uh, young travelers here. They all look like a bunch of filthy fucking hippies, and they deserve to die. Right, man. Court's in a in a different headspace right now, so... Fuck it. It's the last show. Nobody cares what I think anyway. I, mean, I think they do. I think our listeners care what you think. I mean, maybe you don't care that they care what you think. No, I care if they care what I think. Sure. All right. We just... Now, now you're playing wordplay with me. Yeah, fuck off. Do your job. <laughs> it's the last time you have to fucking do it anyway. Woo! Make sure and steal a laptop on your way out, dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you want a new laptop? Or what, what do, we, do you have a laptop here I can steal when I'm walking out? I don't know. I feel like I'm under more surveillance here than at my actual job. Oh, you are. I knew it. Everything you're doing is on webcam. Knew it. Um, anyway, the, uh, the group meets up with their friend, Alan, and they decide uh, to add Julie's island that she wants to go to, and they talk about that more in our next clip. Let's see now. Um, here it is. This is the island I have to get to. It's about a hundred miles off the coast. Well, I don't see any reason not to include that island on our little hop, huh? It is kind of strange that there's no boat service to or from it, though. Oh, actually, it isn't all that strange. For many months of the year, it's nearly uninhabited. There are just a few permanent families, and they're self-sufficient. Only in summer do the tourists come. It's an earthly paradise. How do the tourists get there? Either they have a boat or they get a lift. Unfortunately, I was delayed, and I got there too late. I should have left three days ago. Yeah, but we wouldn't have met you like that. <laughs> That's true. Well, are we going to this paradise? What say we put it to the vote? Yes, votes raise their hands. Yes. yes. <laughs> then off we go. It's important to know all but Carol raised their hands there, and she does not look too pleased with having to go to this new island. Could also have something to do with the fact that the guy she kind of likes seems to be completely into this Julie character. So anyway, now we cut to the boat, and Maggie is tossing cookies over the side because she's very pregnant, so you might as well take a very pregnant lady on a fucking sail through the fucking ocean. Yeah, sure, why not? It's fine. Th that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And they even said, oh, the doctor said to be all right. They, what fucking doctor? You should choose a new doctor. The doctor says, yeah, you go on a month-long sail while you're fucking what looks to be seven to eight months pregnant. That makes no difference. Holy fuck. I think she's nine months. I think she's ready to pop. If you're nine months pregnant, you should be going on a month-long sail. No? No! I mean, you. Who's going to deliver the baby? You? <laughs> the baby will get delivered. It's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> don't, don't 
don't fucking don't fucking blow up that spot before we get to it. It's uh, like the only part of this fucking show I'm looking forward to. Oh God. Anyway, um, Daniel spends some time hitting on Julie, and once again, Carol is very not happy. Julie ends up going up talking to Alan, saying that uh, she believes Carol's really infatuated him. But Alan corrects her and stating that Carol is his sister. Um, we get Carol reading some tarot cards, and that is our next clip. This row of cards is the past. This one is the present, and this is the future. Oh, come on, Carol. Let's forget about the past and the present. I know all about them anyway. Let's skip right to the future. What do you want to know? Well, if it'll be a girl or a boy, how tall, rich, good-looking, I want to know everything about the kid. Put your right hand on the cards. Okay? Now, choose three and turn them over. And now, turn over one in the other row. Are you going to talk or not? What do the cards say? I don't know, Maggie. Sometimes they're not very clear, and, and they don't always mean something. Right now, I can't interpret these cards. It's never happened like this. I just don't understand it. I think it should be done over some other time. Oh, Carol, come on. I think the message is very clear. The two knights are the two men in your life. One's your husband, and one's the baby. Therefore, it'll be a boy. The sun is a positive sign, a sign of strength and security. It'll protect your two knights all their life. Then the night time is symbolic of peace and serenity. And so? And so it's time to eat. That is, if anyone could lay his hands on the candle. I'd better give them a hand or no dinner. But don't think you get off that easily. We'll go into this again later. The kitchen staff will need me to give instructions. You found something nice and innocuous. But Carol, why did you stop? I guess because the cards hadn't answered. And I believe in these cards. And when I don't see clearly, I can't just invent things. Carol, if the cards didn't answer you, why worry so much? If you ask the cards about the future and don't get any answer, that means there is no future for the person who's asking them. Hey, where are we to eat, you guys? Good morning. Morning. The others are still asleep. It's not much longer to the island, is it? Well, if the wind comes up a little, we should be there in a couple of hours. What wind? No, thanks. Will your friends be waiting for you? <laughs> sure. But to tell the truth, they're not really friends in that sense. They're an English couple with a 15-year-old daughter. I, I keep the girl company, and they finance my vacation. What do you do in the winter? Well, in the winter, I study languages at college. And I work part-time for a small local TV station as a programmer. And you? Medicine. I need two more exams, and it's over. And lazy cruises to the Greek Isles will be over, too. By any chance, did you and Carol have words last night? No, why? Strange. I awoke this morning. She was already there. Asked her what was wrong, and all she would say, I shouldn't have let you come along. Then she pleaded with me not to set foot on the island. And I couldn't get another word out of her. But don't worry about it. Carol's a genuine lunatic, has been since she was a kid. It's those stupid damn cards. I've never been able to rip them out of her hands. She's a nutcase. 
This uh, sort of like dark harbinger setup of the things on the cards and the stuff they're discussing on the boat. And then the person that he called that they're going to the island to visit has told them not to come. Yeah. Like this is really decent stuff. This is pretty well set up. This is nice. I mean, this is some good like horror movie setup type stuff. Yeah. And then including right after this, I just want to include Carol's like the the actress who plays Carol's got a great dead stare. She's just dead staring while throwing the terror cards into the ocean. Something that she's never let go of. Right. And right after he said it, that's when she discards them. Yeah. And so, you know, holy shit, you know, this this probably is not going to be a fun time. I feel like this movie may be just a little bit too plotting and deliberately paced for some audiences. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the right mood to watch it, you're going to get bored because there's a lot of like dead space and staring back and forth and moments of what for me builds tension. It really yeah. does. If you're just coming into it because you heard about the one thing that this movie does that like everybody talks about that we're not it, drawing attention to just yet. And I have and I've never known about this movie, so right. I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So if you're coming to it for just that and you're just waiting for that to happen and then all the other gru and gore that you've been told will be happening in the film and you're not patient enough for the story to develop and envelop you, you're going to be bored by this movie. But if you come into it with the idea of getting into the atmosphere and everything else and just like getting into the setup, I think you'll appreciate it more if you actually are looking for this kind of tension building in the atmosphere and look at it more of uh, what happened to all the people on the island type mystery. Yeah. And then what is all these spooky happenings for the people on the boat as they're going to the island? I think you will definitely enjoy Anthropophagus. A lot more. I think so. There are some moments like later on in the movie that I felt was just kind of maybe it went on a, too, a little too long with there, certain there things. There is padding in the film, padding, I'm not yeah. going to lie. But right but now, I don't, no, I never point, felt like yeah. it was padding. Nothing felt padding to me. Yeah. I felt like things were kind of progressing. You know, or we've already had these murders. Obviously, we kind of know they're heading to the island where these murders probably happened of that tourist couple. And you're starting to get like, oh man, things are going to get fucked. And it gets, that gets heavier here in a little bit because not yeah. even, a, I'm talking about them exploring the town coming up here. And you're going to be like, well, what the fuck, you know, just happened to this place that used to be kind of bustling during the the, the, f- the, the first the stage, season. the first stage of them wandering around and trying to figure out what's going to happen that we're about to talk about is actually still pretty interesting. And when we get to yeah. the parts where it starts to drag, I think we we need to call it out for that. I think so. Um, but we're not there yet. So let's just we're not we're totally not there yet. The boat finally gets towards the island and they all disbark. Maggie leaving sprains her ankle and she said, so stay with the boat. And it, this is just really funny how, because it was just on the translation. The husband sits there and he goes, oh, do you want me to stay with you? She goes, no, it's okay. He goes, okay, bye. <laughs> and then he got up and ran away. It was so quick. I was like, holy fuck, man. You are about to be divorced, prick. <laughs> that was just great, though. Uh, do you want me to stay with you? No. Okay, bye. <laughs> he just ran away. Yeah, he's um kind of abandoning his wife and just kind of leaving her with a bunch of semen, which is what got her in the trouble in the first place. Right. Well, and it's only one semen, but it only takes one to get you into trouble. Couldn't just let it go at the bunch of semen joke. I'm just saying there's only one guy in the boat left with her. All it takes is a strong swimmer, man, and that egg's getting fertilized. And I said, you're right. It only takes one. Mm, He doesn't Um, look like a very seaworthy semen, though. (laughs) As they're walking up, uh, 
Julie comments that there's no sign of our friend's boat, which is usually docked there. Uh, then we see someone's watching the group and we hear growling uh, while they're being watched. Yeah, that dubbing for the growling wasn't that great. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It kind of was like, what What the fuck are you doing? Like, they could have at least had the main actor who's playing the character make some vocalizations and then maybe mix that with animal growls or something. Right. But it just didn't sound right. No. Um, there's the, As they're walking up, they talk about how strong the currents are on this part of the world and how it can easily, you know, swipe someone away or even a boat. Do they even say what islands they're at? They look like they're Greek islands. They're Greek islands, yeah. but they don't say like the exact islands, but they're definitely in the Greek Isles. It's like really rocky and yeah. rough looking. And like all the villages terrain. are all like white, you know, it's just, it's just very, Racist. Gr- well, no, the actual, no, not that buildings can't be a race. Oh, the stonework is Yeah. White. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I play that back. And like all the villages terrain. are all like white, you know. See where that sounds bad now? That does sound bad. Oh, I thought you said buildings. No, you just said the whole town. Oh, I meant to say buildings. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, the whole town is, but I mean. Racist. Yeah. The whole town is racist. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to say anything, but. They're also livingist at this point. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we see that the killer is watching Maggie and more of that growling. You sure that's not just his stomach? Yeah, it may be. Is it supposed to be that he's like constantly hungry? Like, is that supposed to be his stomach? It, it, it's, he's growling because now he's an animal. You know, it sure not... sounds like a stomach growl more than anything. I though. agree, but I, I still think, I don't think that's what they were going for. I think they were going for he's being animalistic. I know, but it would be kind of creepier if it was his stomach growling. Right, right. Just, Jesus Christ. Like he's just got this constant hunger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would make sense for an anthropophagus. Like if he's starving and there's yeah. more food on the island. Right. Um, as they investigate, it seems to now be a ghost town. The same town that we just saw at the beginning of the movie that had people and it was kind of bustling is now very empty. Uh, they it's sw- white flight, Matt. White fl- oh. <laughs> Gentrification failed. Is that what you're saying? No, no. They flew away. They they ran because someone non-white came down. Oh, damn. <laughs> so they, they flew away. They're like, uh-uh. They white flighted out of there. Yep. They walked to the other side of the sidewalk. That's for sure. Something, yeah. Racist. Uh, this, this town deserved what it got, man. It really did. They're all fucking racist. Uh, they split up, and Alan and Julie check out the old general store, which is ransacked and abandoned, and it leads to our next clip. That's the telegraph machine. Looks in pretty bad shape. Very bad. And it looks like it was knocked out of commission on purpose. Aren't there any phones on this island? No, they've never had a line to the mainland. That was the only means of communication. Hey, what's this? The last telegram out of this place was sent June the 2nd. That's more than a month ago. What's going on here? I don't understand. Hey! (gasps) Little nervous, are we? Have you managed to clear up the mystery? No. Where is everybody? They're all trying to find someone. So then that cuts to Danny and Carol. Uh, They, as they walk through, see a woman in black looking at them from a window. Um, So we should cut to now now this island has one form of communication with the outside and it is no more. Yeah. So there's no way to communicate with the mainland or any other maybe more populated islands. And this was like the same phone that Carol apparently talked to them on right before they left. Yeah. And said, don't go. Yeah. Or was it a radio? I can't remember. I think it was this. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever this communication was because that's what they went looking for was because that's where she said she would meet them or something, yeah. I think. Yeah. Or not necessarily meet them, but like that's where she was supposedly calling from. Well, this is where this family lives. She was supposed to go there to help watch these people, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or watch their daughter. Um, 
Yeah. Do you ever think, this is something that got me thinking, because, you know, we see a lot of these older foreign flicks and, you know, uh, guns aren't as prevalent as they are in this country, of course. Do you ever think the, the superhuman serial killer was derived because of horror movies in this country? Because, you know, maybe in other countries you can make a normal serial killer and it'd still be a horror movie because not everybody has a gun. But here, if you have a normal serial killer, well, everyone has a fucking gun. They can just shoot and kill them. So you have to create the superhuman serial killer killer that can take like bullets won't kill him no i believe the original slasher pretty much for my money is like michael myers that's what kind of started it all yeah i know everybody wants to say black christmas and a bunch of other like one-offs and everything but michael myers is really the one that launched the slasher craze and really got it going okay you know what i mean like that's where everybody else took notice not just you aficionados that are going to name off a billion fucking one-off slasher films from canada that i didn't mention yeah Yeah, i'm I'm sure but michael myers took six shots and then got up. Yes. That doesn't necessarily make him superhuman because Loomis could be a bad fucking shot. Could be, yeah. You know, hmm. and I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Um, <laughs> and then a lot of the other type of uh, killers and things like that, it was always up in the ante. So it, it comes into like supernatural things where some of them are back from the dead and seeking revenge, like your Jason Voorhees and stuff like that. Yeah. But like even that was more or less just out of necessity where they needed someone because they didn't realize they were going to have a shitload of sequels after they chopped off Mrs. Voorhees' head. Yeah. Who was very much human. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a, true. And a fucking cunt punch took her down. Yeah. Like two or three times. Yeah. Granted, she got back up because yeah, she's she, a thunder cunt. She, she, I mean, she's, she was a tough old broad. Yeah. Fisting Mrs. Voorhees is not going to stop her. No. I mean, not even double fisting it probably could help. Oh, no. I know. I've tried. Okay. <laughs> While she was alive, or did you um, find the lower half that you know Jason couldn't find? No comment. All right, but yeah, I just I don't know why. Just something that popped my. I, think yeah, I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with the prevalence of yeah. guns. I think them being invincible, and because very few slashers are actually really shot up a bunch. You yeah, know? like except for like Jason goes to hell, which oh Jesus Christ! Hey, don't don't talk about that. It's not that it's a bad movie, but like they fucking blow him up with like grenade launchers and shit, and he still comes back. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I get it. Uh, and you know, the only reason I ask, I, we've just been watching a lot of these kind of foreign films with serial killers, and it's like, not even like like the, some of the cops don't even have guns and shit like that, you know? And it's just like, I don't know, it just got something that got in my head while I was watching this. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Um, I don't think it's guns. I think it's just, it progressed naturally whenever you keep needing to bring a killer back, but you keep having that killer get killed at the end by your final girl. When you need that. Or survivor girl, or whatever you want to call her. We need that cash cow to squirt some more coin out of its tit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, they go to find, uh, like, into this house where they saw the woman in black and uh, as they go by, they see on a window smeared on there, it's a dirty window, it says, go away. Then they see the woman outside. As they go chase out, we pass by this mummified corpse that falls over right in front of Carol and she screams. Not much of the corpse is left, though. No, there ain't, there's not a lot of corpse left on that one. Back at the boat, a deckhand goes to change the water bucket for Maggie's ankle uh, as he uh, he throws yeah the bu- she twists her ankle and then they decide to put it in cold seawater yeah they have no ice on the boat I guess not they have no other medical supplies I don't think so no painkillers this is not a well thought out trip <laughs> eh, just put some seawater on it it'll be fine <laughs> while you're at it have some of this real cooked sargassum which no matter how you cook it still tastes like hot sargassum can you ask them if they want a crabby patty I'm not doing the voice to do that I'm not doing that oh. for you oh so mean um <laughs> Ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> See, that's what I always wanted to say to SpongeBob at least once. <laughs> Money. 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, as he jumps the bucket into the water, then we see his body fall into the water. Uh, Maggie calls out for If you pay attention, he actually has one of those pull strings to bring the bucket up. He's trying yeah. to fill it up like you do uh-huh. off of a boat. Yeah. And he's holding onto the rope, and the rope gets snagged and pulls him down. Oh, is like that what happened? he's leaning over to pull up the bucket, and then... It, oh, the, okay. Yeah. All right. I just noticed that I didn't, watching I didn't, the last I, night, Yeah, so. I didn't see that. Yeah. I just thought they were doing something like, oh, now he's in the water. They don't quite sell it well enough, but I think that's what they were going for, because he had the rope, and then he goes over, and then the rope is kind of like being pulled down. I gotcha. So I think it's supposed to be that he gets yanked over by the rope, which would make sense. Yeah. He doesn't just fall over like a dumbass. Yeah, right. You, because if well, he does, I then he really he got, is a bad seaman. But, well, and I thought, yeah, right, he would be a bad seaman. I thought maybe if he was pushed, or like the killer was on the boat, so he's pushed in, or some shit like that. Yeah, but the killer, if he was there, would just start munching down. He wouldn't have just pushed him over. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, Maggie calls out to him, and then she sees the buckets down there. She's not quite looking as she's pulling the bucket up, and she's still calling out for him, and still not looking. She puts her foot into the bucket she's raised up to her rest her ankle, and then she touches something. She looks down, and we see his decapitated head in the bucket. Yeah, the head doesn't look that great, but the overall yeah. effect, the way the actress sells it when she screams, when she yanks her foot out, was pretty funny. Yeah, they did a good job of putting it in water, so to hide how bad the head was. Yeah, it should have been just a slightly quicker cut, I think, because the effect wasn't that great. Yeah, they, they, la- they last on it a little bit too long. They clearly didn't spend their money on this wax head. They no. spent it elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, we cut to the group. They're in town, and they discuss how the body had been cannibalized. In- so, a mummified body that is cannibalized, yeah. does that make that beef jerky? Oh, good question. Yes, it does. Well, human jerky. But it better be twice smoked and have some pretty good seasoning. Just jerky. Just jerky. It's just jerky. Yeah. Uh, Arnold decides to run towards to Maggie to be with her because, you know, hey, you're just finding out some shit and maybe shouldn't have left your wife who just twisted her ankle on the boat alone. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you find one dead body and you immediately regret abandoning your pregnant wife with her sprained ankle. Your nine-month pregnant wife with your sprained fucking ankle. I'm assuming nine months because she looks like she's ready to pop. Yeah, exactly. On this fucking month-long fucking sailboat voyage, you fucking idiot. Well, if he's American, it's actually kind of genius because they can go to a country that has socialized medicine and get everything paid for. Maybe that's what's happening right there. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to pay $30,000 for my kid to be born. Or however much more it costs nowadays. Right. Because you're going by the estimate of yeah, what it costs yeah, yeah. when your so kid was you born. You mean $150,000? Yeah, for the Tylenol that your wife is giving. Yeah. As they rush out there, the boat is now far out into the ocean. He's getting ready to fucking jump in and try to swim after it and they tell him that it's too far out he'd never make it with the uh, with the current I think he would make it I think so too it's really not that far it out. wasn't that far it's story plot so yeah. we'll let it go yeah uh, <laughs> so anyway they think a storm may be coming in they thought maybe uh, the, the the worker on the boat saw a storm coming in so he decided to take the boat away from the island as not to be damaged that's putting a lot of faith in your semen that's right that's right and uh, I did that only once <laughs> <laughs> look what happened right uh, <laughs> they walk to Jules' friend's house, and as they're walking, we see Maggie's feet being dragged away. Uh, Julie and Alan are talking inside the house in our next clip. Are these all their clothes? Yes, but they've disappeared too. It's like a nightmare. What could have happened? Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of an explanation that doesn't sound absurd. They could have been frightened by something, run away. But no one runs away without taking at least something in the way of personal effects, right? Unless, unless they were really panic-stricken, you know, terrorized. There could have been an epidemic. Some kind of lightning-like virus. No, 
I've never heard of a virus like that. And besides, we would have found all the bodies, not just one. There's that woman that Danny and Carol saw. She must know what's happened. She may come around again. I think she would have done it already if she'd intended to. No, I don't think we'll be seeing her again. Even though she did try to frighten us with that little stage set in that house. Tried hell, she succeeded. Though I don't see what good it'll do her. Hi there. Good evening. What a romantic picture. Not to meddle in your affairs, would you rather eat upstairs in your room or come down to the restaurant? No service charge. <laughs> Let's go. Does anyone want some more? Mm -mm. No, thanks. Not for me. We should get Arnie to eat something, I think. I got a bottle of wine down his gullet. Better let him sleep it off till the morning. Poor Maggie. We've got to go look for her. She might have come ashore before the boat went back out. It would be useless. What do you mean, useless? How can you say something like that? Because I feel it. Just as I felt we should never have come to this island. But nobody listened to me. I had that feeling from the very beginning. But we came here anyway. And now it's too late. There's evil on this island. An evil that won't let us get away. An evil that sends out an inhuman diabolic power. I sense its vibrations now. The vibrations are an intense horror. It will destroy us. The very same way it did all the others. Shut up, Carol. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, we're all going out to look for Maggie. You with us? What do you think? No, we'd better try to get some sleep. There are two bedrooms. I'd rather we all slept here in the living room. Yeah. We can stretch out on the couches. Orgy time. Spread on the couches. All right. Once they get inside the house and they're in there for the night, the walking around after that starts to feel like padding. Yeah. I think this is the demarcation point for the walking around. I agree. Except for Tisa Farrow's character, who is like the one that was coming there to hang out with daughter. Yeah. Uh, the couple paid her, was going to pay her to do it. She has a sequence where she's chasing someone and that doesn't feel like padding, but the rest of it is just them basically aimlessly wandering around the island. Yeah. And it really kind of makes you question whether or not you were actually feeling tension at the start or if you were just waiting for something to happen. And I know I was feeling tension at the start. Yeah. So it, it's just... It kind of overshadows it yeah. because they overplay that hand at the There's second half of the too much of it. Yeah, but this is the demarcation point to where the walking feels a bit much. Yeah. And to be honest, I do kind of go two times speed on the walking in this I, film. I don't blame at you. At that point, like yeah. after that sometimes. But I didn't this time around, but usually like if I'm just watching it because I want to get to the the scene... That, like, is the reason why I bought this in multiple formats. Yeah, you the reason you want this. Yeah, like, really want it. And Ugh. I want to see it in as high definition as possible. Yeah. Like, that scene. Like, I just want to get to that scene and the walking just delays it. Oh, all right. Well, let's get moving. Uh, Julie hears noises that night and goes to investigate. Daniel joins her. And as they look into the attic, a little kitty drops down on top of a piano. Fucking adorable, that cat. That is the only cat scare I'm willing to tolerate because the little kitty was so fucking adorable. Yeah. And it was actually kind of natural the way it jumped down on the piano. Yeah. And then it makes its own scare chord when it hits the piano. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was fucking pretty funny oh, and pretty smart. 
and cool. And then the kitty goes walking across and he like plays yeah. a little tune as he's walking. Yeah. And then he's meowing and just looking fucking adorable. And, it's fucking awesome. And it totally is a red herring for what's about to happen, which is yes. really smart too. Yes. So anyway, there you're laughing at the kitty and all that. All of a sudden, this crazy eyed woman leaps up. Uh, uh, is it like it's a wine of, barrel? A, it's wine a giant barrel. wine barrel. She's in their covered attic. in wine and she slashes Dan on the back with a knife. She then, as Dan falls down, just starts swinging, eyes wide open, swinging at nothing. And then we cut out. Uh, we cut to Dan has a pretty good slash on his back, but he should be fine. Alan then checks his on Julie, who's taking uh, care of the girl in our next clip. How's she doing? Pretty damn poorly. Her mind is in such confusion. Who knows how long she's been down there. This is the English girl I was coming to take care of, the daughter. She's blind. You never said that. It all happened when she was five. How's Danny? Nothing serious. Just trying to avoid infection. I saw some antibiotics in the store this morning. I'll have to go get them tonight. Going now? Yes. It's better. I'll get Arnie to come along, too. Rita, you feeling all right? What's going on in the village right now? And what's happened to your parents? I don't know. They're afraid. Of what, Rita? I don't know. I called them, but they don't answer. Mommy, Daddy, where are you? Nobody's there. Nobody. Only him. I can smell him. when he's coming and I'm never wrong I know by the smell who is he how do you know that Rita blood he smells of blood blood it's all right darling calm down it's all over we're here with you we're here with you (laughs) don't worry we kind of glossed over it, and I just wanted to let you do your notes, but when she jumps out of the wine barrel and she stabs the guy, she's also just slashing in midair yeah. in like this weird frenzied attack, and yep. it's like she's completely checked out of reality because people are walking around her while they're trying to help him, and she's still slashing at the air, Yeah, and she only stops whenever Tisa Farrow's character comes up and kind of like grabs her hand and starts talking to her and trying to bring her down, Yeah, and it's just this really weird, surrealistic, and weird thing the that The actress happens. played, I mean, those wide eye, like, uh, it's great the way they the actress played I, it. I didn't look at her eyes at all because I noticed I could see her nipples through that wine-soaked shirt, so that's all I was looking at. <laughs> well, she does crazy eyes really good. Panicked eyes. They're really crazy. Panicked eyes. But here's the problem, though, right? She's soaking herself in a wine barrel. She's basically yeah. marinating herself for the anthropophagus. That's if you true. think about it, like, she's going to taste fucking delicious. Yeah. She's been breaking down the proteins with vinegar wine for a while, and it, she's ready to fucking fry up or just eat raw. That's like somebody hanging out in a jacuzzi. You're pretty much boiling yourself for the Anthropophagus. Which he clearly doesn't like cooked food, but no. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't turn down cooked food. Yeah. I mean, you're... you're. What if... I mean, if, you know, I'm just saying, if he's an Irish... Anthropophagus. He, they're going to love boiled food. <laughs> boiled till you can suck it through a straw. Yeah. <laughs> 
the uh, two fellas then head out from the meds, uh, the antibiotics. Uh, Carol uh, bandages uh, Dan, like re-bandages him up, and then she kisses him. Uh, he stops her and asks where Julie is. Nice, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Way to break that one down. It's just, she kisses him, he stops her, he goes, where's Julie? <laughs> like, Fuck. Yeah, I mean, he could have done worse. Yeah, I mean, Carol's not a bad-looking young lady. I'm <laughs> just saying. At least she's not the pregnant woman. Yeah, right. Uh, Although, at least he's pretty safe to not knock her up again. Yeah, I was, you don't even need to use a condom. Well, maybe. <laughs> she's been hanging out with a sailor, and he goes from port to port, well, the filthy beggar. Filthy beggar. Uh, we see Morn running around town. See, this is where they cut back and forth. I'm kind of like, uh. Yeah, this is where it starts yeah. to drag. So, um, if you want to move through it quickly, I won't complain. All right, so Carol's asleep, and Dan's looking around for Julie. I mean, again, it's just all up. Anyway, the guy finds the guys find the meds in the general store. Um, then finally, we get to something of some substance where Dan starts putting the moves on Julie. She says she's not very interested. Uh, Danny goes on and on about how Carol is a friend, but not anybody he would be romantically involved with, and she can't give him what he needs. And Carol's like just in the other room, crying Ca- her eyes out. Carol's in the doorway, crying, crying her, her eyes, eyes out. out. She's not even just in the other room. She's literally in the doorway. This they- is this is some fucking all my children shit that they're doing right here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really is. Uh, Carol sees this and she freaks out and blames Julie for everything. She runs away and Julie runs after her. And then again, uh, we see the woman in black as Julie runs by. Um, now this we- is the part where Julie's running around. Yeah. Um, this is the part where it doesn't feel like padding where she's chasing the woman and they end up in the cemetery and stuff. Where, where Julie is chasing Carol because now they're outside. It's dark. Yeah. And it's not like a killer chase of a victim or it's not like somebody investigating. No, it's someone who's this fucking is, lost their mind and someone who's trying to help no, them. Yeah. Who has put themselves in serious and now risk. it's nighttime and there's a murder and the woman in black was just there and it's just like, yeah, you get something more. I did not feel like this part to me was padding. No, the part that I was complaining about is the bit where they're yeah. they're intercutting all of the walking around and to, wondering. To that me, a little really, bit later, yeah. something else will come up that's padding too, but yeah. right here, not to me. This seems, this because I'm like, okay, is one of them going to get nabbed right now? Yeah. Is it actually, one, it one does. of them going to get murdered right yeah. now? And like, oh, like, fuck, you know, could, it could be either one. And then you're also kind of wondering, like, is Julie going to get back in time for that guy to make out with her and make Carol even more jealous? Yeah, right. And There's, Carol's all brokenhearted and running away. Like, and will shirts come off and shit? You never know. Yeah. Will tits be popped out? Yeah. The answer is no. Will Julie and Carol wrestle around and the rain will fall and it'll get muddy and, you know, and shit happens? Did I watch the woman pop out of the wine barrel a couple of times to stare more at her nipples? Yes, you did. Yeah, I absolutely did. All right. Anyway, uh, after so a lot of chasing, which is actually really good, um, Carol locks Julie into the cemetery that's there, like closes the gate and locks it. Well, yeah, she's a vengeful, vengeful woman who's very upset about it, it, her she has dingus this being evil taken by look another. on her face. She's lost her shit. She's a yeah. woman scorned by a penis that didn't want to be put in her. Yeah. I mean, it, that rarely happens. <laughs> where women get that upset about it? Yeah. That's because they have a lot or, of options. Or women get that upset about it or where penis doesn't want to be inside a woman. Yeah, that's extremely rare. That's extremely, I mean, right now, there are like a lot of things that are extremely rare happening on this island. It's really weird. I um, mean, I like dick. Okay, we know. Is what Carol's saying. Yeah, it's what, that's what Carol's saying with her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's really mad because. Want to hop on some dick after that. <laughs> yeah. That's what she's basically doing. She's yeah. locking her competition in the cemetery. Yeah. And then she's. Want to hop on some dick after that. That's what's going to happen. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Julie is able, then 
wants Julia has to go around find her way out. Which again, this this does, is creepy as this shit. is creepy as fuck because it's around all these old fucking. Um, Who builds a cemetery that's like twice the size of your town on an island? You have very limited real estate. Yeah, bury those motherfuckers in the ocean. You never moved the bodies, <laughs> right? I mean, when I come in and develop this land after they kill off the anthropophagus, I'm not moving those fucking bodies. I'm just building over top of them. Yeah, you just remove the stones because removing the bodies is going to cost too much money. Yeah, way too much money. Yeah. And who's going to go digging that deep anyway? And you know what? Craig T. Nelson's a little too old to start shaking you and screaming in your face about it. So you're fine. I don't know. He could probably still do it unless he's fucking dead. No, Craig T. Nelson's still very alive. Yeah, but this episode's not going to come out for a few days, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. P- famous people are starting to drop like flies, unfortunately. Or dying in helicopter crashes. Uh, well, <laughs> I did say they're dropping like flies, didn't I? Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that tracks. Too soon? Not soon enough, actually. <laughs> oh, fuck. Should have made that joke when it actually happened on Monday. <laughs> Julie finally finds her way out. She like, climbs over a fence, and right as she does, she runs right no, into... it's one of the cemetery walls. Yeah, it's one of I the walls. I don't know fence, if you noticed or not, because it's an island. I think the wall was actually also like a land support. I think so. Because there was it was uh, shorter on the one side than the other. Yeah. So I think they had like a backfill of dirt, so they actually had more space to bury bodies deeper. Probably, you're right, yeah. You know, because it's a very rocky island there, so it makes sense that they would... So they'd have a lot of free dirt. They'd have to terraform their own fucking cemetery. Exactly. Which is even more of a waste of land. You have all of that dirt that you could be using for agriculture or other things. Cremation, folks. Yeah, and then you have more dirt because you can spread the ashes and then you have viable land. Circle of life. (laughs) You know, put up a headstone somewhere else. Don't even need a headstone. No one needs a headstone anymore. I want a footstone. You want a footstone? Mm -hmm. Just so we can walk all over you again? No. It's uh, a stone that sets at my feet that is exactly like a headstone, only it goes on my feet. Oh, oh, so here's Court's feet. Man, it's the great way to get Tarantino to ever visit my grave, I suppose. Oh my God. Yeah, but he's going to do things to that. I mean, okay. Do you believe in desecration of your body? <laughs> I've already donated my body to necrophilia. Oh, that's nice. That's going to be good for you and them. Mostly them. Mostly them. I mean, I'll you're going to be dead. Won't you won't care. care. Uh, Julie uh, runs right into the guys after she uh, comes off the wall there and and they all head back to the house. It's kind of a jump scare because she scares yeah. them and then she's terrified by them being there. Yeah. So like everybody screams. Yeah. And it's not for ice fuck. cream. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. See, we have fun. I can't we do. quit. You can't quit. Oh, fuck it. I'm quitting. All right. <laughs> Uh, where is it here? Julie finds her way. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Dan hears a noise. Uh, back in the house, Dan hears a noise. Uh, Rita pops up and she just starts repeating, he's here, he's here. Dan says he's going to go check it out. As he leaves the room... The door shuts and we see the disfigured man was in the room the whole time. Dan hears Rita scream and he runs back and he goes to attack the man, but is quickly overpowered because of his wound. And, the and man- also the guy is gigantic and yeah. is played by uh, George Eastman, who is a huge fucking beast of a man. He, yeah, he was a big man. And he... Bites his neck out, just bites his throat completely out. See, this would be a perfect double feature with Luther the Geek. Oh, yeah. You yeah, should this watch, would be pretty good. You should watch Luther the Geek and then immediately follow it with Anthropophagus. And you'll get all the throat biting and awkward wrestling you'd ever want. Yeah, right? Um, uh, He bleeds out and the other three come back and find Dan laying there dead. Not a bad effect on the throat. Yeah, the throat rip was actually one of the first ones that they do that's good. Um, <laughs> Honestly, the only one I really have a complaint with is the... 
um, the the hit severed head, the head in the bucket. Just yeah. yeah, and I just feel like they got too ambitious for their own good with that. Yeah, um, uh, Arnold uh, has a mini kind of breakdown, and ha- the next day they're all walking through the forest. It's in daytime now, and Arnold has kind of a mini little breakdown about how everyone's going to be dead, just like Carol said. This and, is where it starts to feel like padding again. Yeah, Alan kind of snaps. Why him. are they walking around through a forest the next day? They should be hiding or finding a way to get off the island yeah. or something. Something. Uh, Alan snaps him out of it and they continue walking again it seems a little like padding uh they come upon a villa and that is our next clip i wonder whose villa that is it must be the weltman's i've never seen it before but i'm sure this is it i read in the papers a few months ago about klaus weltman he was shipwrecked not far from home but disappeared with his wife and child and there's no one of his family left i think there's a sister the papers said the tragedy sent her out of her mind she was very close to him. Careful. This should have been much earlier in the film. Yes. They should have gone here when they were initially searching the island. It doesn't make sense for them to come here now. Yeah. And then they should have been coming back later on. What they should have done is when they got on the island, got freaked out, headed to this villa, spent the first night in the villa, and then the next day ran to her friend's place to try to... Something. Yeah, yeah. But they should have come to the villa first, and this information should have been given to us first. We should have seen the picture that we see where they're talking first when they mentioned the guy that got shipwrecked with his family yeah like we should have seen that first so that when we get the reveal of the anthropophagus we realize that that is the person that was in the photo with his family and that in fact he did have somehow survive yes like they needed to set that up here and then when we see the reveal of him the stuff that they show later on with the little flashback of how he became the anthropophagus then it all makes sense and it comes full circle yeah i feel like putting it here just is like tacking it on and it's almost like it makes it feel like it's lazy writing but it explains all the wild and crazy behavior. So it's like, you need to have that earlier in the film, man. Yeah, right. It's not a huge reveal to say that that, and then you don't think anything about it when you see the photo. Yeah. It doesn't spoil anything to put that earlier in the film. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I don't know. I agree with you. I think it was done in the wrong order. It never order. bothered me until watching it this time because that goddamn more critical you know, eye thing. Can and I then tell you one thing? It didn't really bother me until you just said it. Well, yeah, and I, I didn't think about it until I watched it to do the movie yeah. for the show. So anyway, um, the woman in black... Black is looking at them from the window. Uh, she is holding a rope and walks over to a sleeping Carol, somewhat comforting her. Uh, the group enters the house. Julie states that these this family were kind of masters of the island, like they kind of ran the island. Well, look at their house in relation to the rest of the properties around the place. Yeah. The only thing bigger than this fucking estate is the cemetery, yeah, exactly. which they probably run. Um, the lady in black then ties the rope to a the banister uh, at the top of the stairs and then jumps off and hangs herself in front of the group. Yeah, that was fucking weird. It was really fucking weird. Uh, Arnold cuts her down and this becomes our final clip. Who the hell is she? It must be Ruth Weltman. You know, the sister. Alan, Julie, come up here, quick. Carol, Carol. What happened? Alan, Alan, it's Danny. Danny's dead, isn't he? Yes. But how did you know? She told me. Where is she? She killed herself. Oh. But how did she know about Danny? I don't know, but she was good to me. Although, she behaved very strangely. Last night, before I fell asleep... She asked me if I, if I'd pardon her. Why? Alan, quick, look out there. The boat. 
I knew it. The current has brought her back close to shore. We've got to go. We've got to try to get on board now, before she drifts back out again. Come on, Ernie. You wait here. How do you feel? A little dopey, as though I'd taken a sleeping pill. I think we should be with the others. Okay, just give me a minute or two. Of course. Josie, look, I'm really sorry. I've been miserable to you. Forget it, Carol. Who could keep cool at a time like this? Why do you think she killed herself? I don't know. Something horrible is happening. Is it a picture of her? Yes. And this is the brother, his wife and his child, all killed in the shipwreck. A good-looking family, huh? What's that? A notebook. Partially burned. But you can read lots of it. Could be a diary. 10th of May. Found the bodies of the two German tourists. A horrible carnage that is panicking the whole island. It's burned here. I can't make it out. I think I can read something. There have been many deaths. Now in the village... They're talking about the monster. The tourists are leaving the island, but he goes on murdering. The police have come, but there's nothing they can do to him. I've hidden the bodies. Without bodies, there's no proof. I've hidden all the entrances to his room. Okay, see, all of that stuff that we're just talking about there, Yeah. Um, they should have found that on the first day, and then that's what sent them to their friend's house to hide. Yes. And then they find the blind girl and all that other kind of stuff. I agree. And that's why she was stabbing and just kind of stabbing and stabbing and hoping for something because she couldn't see and she was just hoping. Yeah, and everyone's been murdered in the town. Yeah, except for this blind girl who is basically nude that we were talking about. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of what we, we've got going on. I everything. think so. Yeah, I think they just did it in the wrong order there. Yeah, they could have switched some of this stuff around we kind of already talked about it and i'll probably yeah. put that here there you go. If i fucking feel like editing it because it's the last show anyway so what's it matter yeah exactly fucking nihilistic all right um the guys while running to the boat decide to split up decide to see if we can get to the boat quicker as arnold's running he finds one of maggie's shoes uh julie says she's going to investigate and carol will stay with rita uh arnold is uh checking some old runes uh and this is what gets a little long for me where he's investigating the Kind of like tombs. They're looking for the pregnant woman again, and yeah. I totally get it. It makes sense, but like it's drawn out. That, it's the, well, he's in these tombs. It's and drawn they out. Should, they should be traveling in a group more with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, and nobody knows about the menace, so it's like just aimlessly wandering about. Yeah. Over and over again. Jesus. Well, he finds Maggie cut through all this horseshit. He finds Maggie alive. Um, Julie's investigating, and she breaks a mirror at the bottom of the stairs, and it shows a hidden door. She could have just fucking move the credenza that she was yeah, already moving exactly <laughs> i mean it looked like it belonged there and they did a really good job but it very clearly was just a giant mirror sitting on like a dresser yeah in front of a doorway using the doorway to look like a frame i think you know they're trying to go artistic and little showmanship there yeah and also that's automatically seven years bad luck for tisa farrow yeah well that's true uh julie finds uh this room full of corpses and pictures of the man uh we cut back to the killer is now in the tombs and Arnold asked him to let them go stating his wife is pregnant uh, <laughs> this uh, this causes the killer to have a flashback and we see of the shipwreck they are on a floating life raft in the ocean 
middle of nowhere. The son is dead, and the wife is still kind of holding on to him. Everybody's sunburn is shit, so the reason he looks like that yeah, is from peeling. severe sun damage. Yeah. yeah, He has a knife, and he once says we need to eat our the sun to be able to live. First of all, this is a blow-up raft. Yeah. It is dependent upon keeping air in that raft so to keep you So you have that knife from, just willy-nilly out. Yeah, just laying around like it's nothing, and then later on he drops it like it's nothing. Uh-huh. So that's not that smart. No. So if your plan is to eat your kid to stay alive, first of all, you're my hero, but second of all, you also need to be more careful with the knife. I mean, unless you're in a cartoon, then you can puncture a hole in the back of the inflatable raft and you'll actually get to land sooner. <laughs> yeah, but you got to make sure you take the correct turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, well, that's also true. Anyway, as he tries to go after the dead son's body, the wife gets in the way and he stabs her in the stomach, killing oh, her. I lied. You actually get to see her tits while she's being stabbed. That's true. Which was kind of hot. All right. Damn, dude. <laughs> I don't care. It's the last show. What, yeah, what, what the fuck for? do you care? Um, she says, there's your meat, and then dies. Yeah. So, yeah that was, that was kind of hardcore. Little did she know, all she was was a piece of meat to him anyway. Yeah, right? I mean, that's it. No, no more could be said about that. Mm, uh, <laughs> plenty more could be said. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just going to delay the inevitable of what I really want to talk about in this he, movie. Yes. He starts screaming, and he's like, ah, and, you know, uh, he, he was you know, broken up about it. <laughs> you really put some enthusiasm I did. Uh, we're broken up because I'm trying to get because we're so close. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> we're back to the here and now and the killer stabs Arnold in the shoulder. He then starts choking Maggie while pulling out her baby. He kills her by choking her out and pulls the baby completely out. It, well, it looks like it's still in the placenta, doesn't it? It's in like a sack. Yeah, there's a reason yeah. it looks like that, but like he jams his hand up, up inside her, of her. Yeah, up inside of her. Grabs it, a handful of baby, baby and a bunch of other stuff and it, yanks it out pull. while he's choking her to death. All the while, let's go back to this, Arnold is completely alive and watching this happen. Yeah, but he's incapacitated with yes. the stab to the shoulder, which I think may have gone down and punctured along the way it was uh, gone. Yes. Okay, and, so there's. it's very important. I actually have a clip of this. Okay. In the ninth month, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. Holy shit! What was that fucking Cheeto dog? Did, did he watch the movie? Yeah, that was his review. He sent that, that into he us. He sent that into us? Yeah. We, now I see why it's the last show. You let the Cheeto in? No, I didn't let him in. That's from the 2016 election. That was yeah. him trying to describe late-term abortions. That, that never happens. I, I, he, knew, I knew that's what he was describing. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. At In nine, the ninth month, you can take Take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. And it's apparently a really good eating, according uh, to uh, the anthropophagus. Because he raises it up, it chomps down. Yeah. Oh. Right in front of the mother he just ripped it from, who isn't completely dead. She is? All I the, thought she was dead, but it was in front of the father, who's completely alive. Yeah, and he kind of gives him that little gleeful look while he's doing it, and he's munching down. Okay, so the reason that it looks like it's still a placenta is that is a dead rabbit that has been skinned. Oh, no Doubling fuck. as a fetus, and then they doubled the rabbit over, and since it's bigger than a fetus, yeah. they kind of bundled it up, and then they attached this thing to it to make it look like the actual like umbilical cord yeah. coming out as well. Oh, uh, it's realistic enough that you don't really fucking care. But the yeah. important part of this is he bit into a raw fucking rabbit. Oh, just to sell that scene. That's how Fuck the hardcore yeah. George Eastman went after he faked. You know, rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. After he faked doing that, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he bit into it for real. 
Oh my god! Yeah, I knew. I, I for some reason I had in my mind that maybe I didn't know what it was that uh-huh. he actually pulled out. You know, yeah. I, but when he bit into it, because you can see he actually bites into it. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what he's biting into, but I know it's probably not tasty. Fucking a, that guy went to town, and it's real flesh of a rabbit that's uncooked oh. that he's biting into. Oh, it's just a skinned rabbit, or at least the fur's removed to make it look like that. Yeah, and it looks realistic enough that it's so fucking gross. It and is disgusting. Oh. I did stop watching for a bit. Really? Yep. Paused I, it. Took a break. I backed up and watched it a couple times. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Rip here- the baby out of the womb of the mother. Oh yeah. No, I had to take a break. Just was like, nope. They get a. <laughs> the reaction you had when I played that clip almost makes me want to keep doing the show. Oh no, man, that was just. Mm-mm. Rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. Fuck you, Cheeto. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Carol is calling out and looking for Julie. He finds her in the secret room. As Julie is trying to talk to Carol, Carol makes a noise. They look over, and Carol's throat has been slit, and the killer is there. Yeah. Uh, Julie runs upstairs and grabs Rita. Uh, there's a little bit of a chase up the house where the killer is just kind of like grunting and walking slowly up the stairs. Um, they get up into an attic, and uh, uh, like a crawl space attic, and they, well, for lack of a better term, they lock the floor because the floor is where the door is so they just kind of lock the floor yeah it's like what they did in return of the living dead yeah um the killer tries to get in there realizes it's useless and he walks away um as they are hiding in the attic the killer comes through the roof and pulls rita through peeling skin off her face through the jagged edges of the roof that he just busted through that is probably the best effect in the film i thought that was super fucking cool and gross and they added some great sound effects to it yeah that was fucked up he even takes a fucking bite out of her yeah, face then he of bites what's left her, over. uh no throat he goes after the throat oh, i look like he was munching on some of the face i thought too. it was the face too but no it was the because th- i watched that twice yeah. to make sure uh <laughs> plus that effect was awesome it's yeah, worth that it. was so fucking awesome and he bites killing bites out of her throat and um julie then like is starting like she's using pieces of the roof that fell down to st- like stab through the roof she finally stabs through and hits the killer in the leg and he falls off the roof. Rita falls down and Rita is dead. <laughs> she is most sincerely <laughs> dead. <laughs> most sincerely dead. Uh. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have pulled that clip out earlier before I quit so I could actually have yeah, that to play when people have are dead. The munchkins. When they're very dead. <laughs> really most sincerely <laughs> dead. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity for this show. But the only good line out of uh, the Jason Goes to Space horror movie uh, is when they have the Jason body of the spaceship and the lady starts freaking out about it. And the guy goes, no, it's okay. Our our machines show him to be very dead. <laughs> I believe the best line of that is when the girl's about to get yanked out of the vortex into space oh, yeah. from the breach in the hall. And she says, this sucks on so many levels. Oh, <laughs> that is a good one, too. There's a lot of good wine liners in that one. I like Jason X. I don't have a really? problem with it. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. It's, I like it's like Cleopatra twenty ninety nine with Jason in it. Yeah, <laughs> gets a souped up new suit and everything. Yeah, when you when you watch it from that mind perspective of like it's Cleopatra twenty ninety nine. Yeah, then you, you you're like, oh, this is bad, but I like it. One thing I liked for him, he fixed his wonk guy. His wonk guy got fixed. That was nice of him. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice of the nanobots to give him good wonk, give him two good eyes. Um, <laughs> man, Julie- I could get rebuilt out of nanobots and be a more sarcastic dick than I already am. I'd like to be built by nanodots and, you know, not have the slightest wind give me a heart attack. 
Um, Julie grabs a pickaxe and heads deck down. Uh, while checking the area, she is pulled into a well. Her wrist gets wrapped around a rope, and that stops her from falling all the way down. We then see the killer starts climbing up the well towards her. She's also able to get to the ladder and climbs up herself. This is a great scene. I love the suspense. I thought of this he used scene. like a snare trap to pull her down into the well with him or something. It's not really clear how she ended yeah, up. Yeah, that the well. happened really quick. I thought he just like pulled up, grabbed her, and then he fell all the way down where she got tied up in that rope. Or maybe she was running and wasn't paying attention and fell in. I didn't back it up to double check because I was just like, once she grabbed a hold of the rope, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't care how. Let's just go. Yeah. Um, she gets out, but she can't get the rope off of her wrist, and the killer is slowly coming, walking up to her, but then he gets picks, pickaxed right in the stomach by Alan. As he looks down at his spilling intestines, he decides, well, he's going to be a good anthropophagus and eat what is provided to him. He starts munching on his own intestines until he falls dead. Uh, Alan and Julie stare at each other. Other roll credits. Rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. Oh, that's rough. In the ninth month, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. Oh, God. The most work I put in on this episode was finding that, that, finding that from clip. 2016. That took a lot of work to find that. Well, I, it would take a lot of work anyway. He says so much stupid shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was babbling on before that. Okay. Well, so back to the actual movie. Yeah. Um, we kind of covered most of my final thoughts as we're kind of going through. I really dig the first like third of the film for the buildup. And then once they get to the island, it could have used a little better story editing and scripting, I think. I think so. Placement of different things, maybe a yeah. lot less of the, but a lot less of him walking through the tombs before finally finding Maggie. You know, just, it could have been a lot less. Yeah, or at least intercutting that with some other things that are going on just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on. Uh, overall, this is actually a pretty enjoyable film to watch. I liked it. This is probably the third or fourth time that I've watched it. Um, I bought it on DVD when it got a double DVD release like back in like 2003 or something like that. Oh, okay. I can't even remember the company that released it and I watched it one or two times back then. Yep. And I, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, I wasn't as into it. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of years later, I gave it another shot just to kind of see and, you know, after watching more and more Italian films and some that even meander more than this one, you know, and I actually really started enjoying it and I felt the pacing better and maybe I was just more mature and was able just to kind of sit back and relax and enjoy it and and uh, watching it this time for the show, I enjoyed it even more. So I don't know if maybe this is like a like a heroin or something. The more you do it, the more you enjoy it. I think so. Or the more you just have to enjoy it. Or, I or watched whatever. it twice. Both times I had to take a break during the pregnant part. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rip the baby Dude. out of the womb of the mother. Oh, God. <laughs> Just, if I know that that's going to oh, like affect you, like talking about food play intricately as much, I uh, may keep this show going. Uh, it, it, it always does, dude. No, this. Rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. Wait, why did you call that food play? <laughs> no, I called it rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the name of the clip. Oh, I thought you said also food play. And I'm like, why are you referring to babies getting ripped out of the wombs as food play? Well, think about it, man. He's fisting her and then he has food. Oh, God. Oh, that alone makes me want to keep going just so I could do that to you for a couple of weeks now. Dude, you look like you're seriously going to hark. You can't do that, all right? You feel like you're going to yeah, hark? No, dude, that really upset my stomach a little bit. 
<laughs> and whatever you're burping up smells nasty, so I definitely don't want you to yeah. fucking throw up. What did you eat? Like five brats? Roast. <laughs> Roast? Roast. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, it sure smells like you ripped a baby out of a womb and <laughs> munched it down. Covered, covered in ketchup, too, now. Yeah. So that's food play, right? He's fisting her, he pulls no, out a baby, and then he food. eats it. Oh. <laughs> you know what, though? And here's the worst part. Yeah, you're right. That is food play to him. I mean, kind of, because he looks yeah. like he's really into it. He, oh, yeah, he's really into it. I'm really into it. Oh, oh dude, no. One more? No. Come on, one more. Oh, fine. In the ninth month, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. And eat it. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> you seriously look like you're going to puke. <laughs> Okay, that makes me so happy. Maybe I will keep going on the show. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really wishes it didn't have to follow. Rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. I need a seven up. <laughs> we have a little bit of music befitting of... Anthropophagus. When we come back, we'll have some psyop news. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about Giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I'm Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. I, the no. look on your face when you saw this, the title and figured hesh, out what he was he was saying. This is the last show. <laughs> 
You know what, though? I'm so reinvigorated. I figured out what was missing, Matt. Mm. You've been enjoying yourself too much in the studio. I need to torture you. That's why I've been so unhappy doing the show. I quit. <laughs> you can't quit. I can do quit. I still have those photos of you that blackmailed you into getting started anyway. Let's <laughs> get to the point where I don't care anymore. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, it's like the person that tried to threaten me with uh, webcam footage of me tickling my my Johnson or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Have you gotten any of those spoof emails where they try to scare people? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, my God. There's like a bunch of them that come out. There's variations of them, but like one of them is like you were tickling your cock while looking at a website or blah, blah, blah. And I have footage of you on a webcam. And I'm like, no, you, you don't. The yeah. only webcam on any computer I have is buried underneath duct tape. So that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. You, you ain't doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, even if you did have footage of it, like, you know, go ahead and release it. I don't yeah. Fucking care. Well, fuck it. What do I care? <laughs> the world will get to know how beautiful my vinegar strokes are, I guess. <laughs> but there's, a, the, there's <laughs> a lot of like, uh, you always hear the ones where people are like, yeah, be careful. Like, you know, uh, someone's always like, they're hacking your phone's uh, camera and everything. And everyone makes the joke, also going to see if they hack the front camera. It's just my picture of my face making horrific faces while I'm jerking off. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the threats that they had too, like that they've yeah. hacked your phone or, yeah. or something like that or whatever. But it's just a, a spoof it's, thing it's that they're trying to get shit. money. Yeah. yeah, it's just a, it's another one of those like Nigerian prince style scams. Oh, of course, yeah. And I wonder if we're gonna have any of that in our side. We're going with the first one. Uh, was one you posted uh, v- from Vice. Uh, radioactive cock rings claim to help you stay harder longer. It Noth- always comes back to dick. It does. Nothing about how much cancer you're going to get in your fucking ball sack, though. Uh, I got Botox in my scrotum. Uh, you can now buy radioactive cock rings, but they're not dangerous and they're not better than regular cock rings. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Radiation and quack medical products have long and famous history. The Oak Ridge National Laboratory and America's premier nuclear research institute keeps a list of discontinued radioactive snake oil. Distributors looking to make a quick buck have claimed radiation could keep teeth brighter, reduce the amount of tar in cigarettes, and cure arthritis. And there's a lot of weighing around. The latest twist is ionized cock rings to maintain fuller erections. Stay hard. Confused direction right now. Stay harder, longer, and enjoy intense orgasms. Always looking for Wang. (laughs) I believe our boss has something to say about this. Oh yeah, it's the erection that counts. It it really is. It really is, sir. Um, (laughs) Right. So it's it's radioactive cock ring, but it won't do anything more than a regular cock ring. Apparently, it's 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 not even as good as a regular cock ring. They're not better. (laughs) Or how about not better? Cock uh, rings in general are pretty dangerous to be playing around with kids. I, I know, right? Unless if you it, have like if a, that thing gets stuck, you're fucked. Yeah, unless it has a quick release, you can't get that back off. No. That's the way it's designed is to keep the blood flow at the certain area to keep it there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't go messing with a cock ring. <laughs> That's going to be a clip. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if Rescue Me has not lied to me, yeah, you may yeah. have to have oh that God. cut off with oh, an angle grinder oh, or something. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. I was just like, oh, when the sparks start flying, you're like, oh, 
shit, no. Yeah. Oh, it's not worth it. That's why I posted the article because that's the uh, first thing I pictured. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh my you're God. gonna put and radioactivity we, on your dick. When good, it was on you and I really fell in love with Rescue Me. So um, the products come from uh, Shenzhen Yek Technology Company, a Chinese manufacturer that sells products like cell phone anti-radiation, quantum shields, and ion producing card. Maybe they can sell something that'll stop the fucking next world they need disease. Too. It's gonna cost you some serious cock. They can sell it. It's actually a face mask. It's uh, going out from that exact city that the yeah. that the virus broke out in. You mean the one that has the umbrella corporation symbol on it? Wuhan city or whatever it is. Yeah. There, I saw that, that somebody's selling it from Wish. It's like this anti-disease mask that you can buy. Yeah. And it ships from the same city that the disease is yeah, in. Uh, nobody wants that shit, man. That's how you get the disease. Do you want a world-ending disease? That's how you get world-ending diseases. Well, when we started the show, I kind of wanted a world-ending disease, but now that I made you nearly throw up with just playing an audio clip of Trump, yeah, I kind of want to keep going. All right. Oh, fuck. Um, Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod? No, I kind of want to stop going. Uh, <laughs> well, I can always get a new co-host. That's fine. <laughs> Not one you could easily discuss like this. Not the, the ones you know. Yeah, we'll see. All right. The products come from... Uh, well, we already said that. Uh, <laughs> uh, they promises to save you money on your electric bills. The cock rings aren't advertised as radioactive, but are full of negative ions. In its product picture, the cock ring six on an ion tester. A Geiger counter is a device that detects ionizing radiation. Selling an item as producing negative ions is a way to rebrand radioactivity as a health benefit. All kinds of things you don't want on your day. Cock rings and radioactivity. Just yeah, stay away from right. it. Um, there is actually no evidence that the cock ring is imbued with negative ions and, or will help with your erection. But an ionized cock ring is still a cock ring, meaning it may be more, you know, it will lead to a more enjoyable orgasm if you're into that kind of thing. He must have an incredibly long penis. Uh, other companies that provide non-iodized uh, cock ring-like devices also claim they can improve erection by applying the pressure that occurs in a natural uh, erection. So Your cum will probably taste better. I don't think cock rings will do that late. But yeah, dude, they, they won't. They won't. Uh, we got some more stories here. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, so, let's do some more, otherwise I might have to play that clip you like. No, I, I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> you might actually throw up. I might actually throw up all over your fucking desk. <laughs> that roast smells awful just from you burping. Oh, so I know, right? <laughs> and then that didn't help either. Like I burped and caught a whiff and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, it's bad. Um, You know, roast mixed with fucking uh, sparkling ice grape raspberry. Probably not the best friend, you know, mixture of anything. Uh, this one comes from uh, Robert Ward. Yeah, uh, supporting listener Robert Yes. He's the one that brought us the porn month that we did. That's right. A uh, man stirs the pot by lighting a joint in court. Wait, how did he get inside me? Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, the rapper Afro Man famously sang about how getting high on marijuana prevented him from going to court. A Tennessee man decided to combine the two when he lit a marijuana cigarette in the courtroom, Authority said. Spencer Allen Boston, 20, was arrested Monday and charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession after sparking up in the courtroom uh, news outlets reported. This is a protest this guy's doing, I'm assuming. It, or he's just really loves weed. One of two things. <laughs> Alright, he's either extremely stupid and into the weed. Yeah. Or two, he's doing protesting by lighting up while in court. Which I protest that anybody does anything inside of me. Yeah. Do you though? <laughs> I mean, you buy me a nice dinner first, we'll talk. <laughs> I mean, you know, does it really even have to be a nice dinner? Uh, it really depends. Uh -huh. 
rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. Dude, come on, man. Seriously. Anthropophagus. Yeah, that's, I'm not one of those, so that doesn't... <laughs> Threw you off your game. Yeah. Uh, Wilson County Sheriff Ryan, uh, Robert Bryant uh, said, Boston was in court Monday on a simple drug possession charge. Boston approached the bench to discuss his sentence, but instead expressed his views on legalizing marijuana. His protest. Boston reached into his pocket, pulled out a marijuana cigarette, lit it, smoked it, and was immediately taken into custody, Bryant said. Did they say how many puffs he got before he got it, pulled down? Not yet. Um, Sheriff's Office uh, Lieutenant Scott Moore said the courtroom crowed and chuckled. It's unclear whether Boston lit up a joint or a blunt, but Brian said the defendant's marijuana did have a strong order. Yeah. A strong order? Uh, order. Uh, odor. 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 <laughs> odor. I like that you practice like you're actually in speech therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Try fucking hilarious. Odor. All right. So it was definitely a protest thing and that makes this guy kind of a cinema psyops hero yes although uh, you, you see his mugshot i don't know if it was really a protest or that's just something he said later i really think maybe he just got from the judge and went, you know what god i really need to be high for this Flip. have you ever been to court on weed man <laughs> just for jury duty <laughs> How'd that go, by the way? Uh, I did not get selected. Well, that's good. Uh <laughs> Weird. You show up with a shirt that says Jesus is a cunt on it, and they just don't choose you. Wow. Really? Yeah. They didn't want to hear from you? I mean, the front of it did have a masturbating nun, so... I still... What, what's wrong with that? <laughs> did you get held in contempt? Uh, only by my wife, who made me get rid of that shirt. Oh, did she? <laughs> did she, like, forget you had it? No. Uh <laughs> did she just think you would never wear it? Kind of... Sort of little column A, little column B. I gotcha. <laughs> All I know is that shirt has mysteriously disappeared from the material sphere. I have no idea where it went. <laughs> it's just gone. Some dude like saw it at Goodwill. You should have given it to Goodwill. <laughs> like they would have kept it. Oh. No, it's offensive. Like she's yeah. got like just barely tape over her nipples and there's just boobs everywhere. She's completely naked. And How do you know she's masturbating? Because she's very clearly masturbating on the shirt. Is she? The hands down there and she's oh. got the face like vinegar strokes. Time. Nice. It's an awesome shirt. It's yeah. uh Cradle of Filth, Jesus is a Cunt. Cradle of Filth. Is the name of the band, yeah. Nice. It's a Cradle of Filth shirt. It's fucking awesome. Holy shit. Now I kind of wish I still had it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't, you can't post photos of it without heavy editing. Really? Yeah, in the group, because it's real close to... Holy shit. Dude got arrested in Florida for taking that to a mall. Really? To a mall, yeah. Can I, like, Google that shit? Uh, maybe, but maybe after we do the PSYOP news. Okay. Are we done with that story? We're done with that story. All right, yep. we'll just, we'll clip it off here fine, and then right. we'll take the break so you can take a look at that. We got one more, you know. Oh, no, it's fine. We'll just cut a chart. Okay. All right, we're going to play the Ending Legion promo here. We're going to have a little bit more music befitting of... Anthropophagus. And when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, 
Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. song about fisting I've ever fucking heard. Uh, Stink it, fist from n- Tool. Number, number one, yeah? you're fucking gross. <laughs> what? But number two, that that is such a decent song. I like that song It's a, a really lot. good song. It's I a very it. romantic song about like being so disaffected and fisting. Like, it's it's is, just so... Is it so... really about fisting? The song's called Stink Fist. That's well, why yeah, I chose it. Yeah, but that it. could mean a lot of things. He first says knuckle deep, or finger deep within the borderline, the... then he says knuckle deep within the borderline, and then he says wrist deep, and then he says elbow deep within the borderline. At one point he says, this may hurt a little, but it's something you'll get used to I think is when he and he actually says turn around and take my hand can, can I tell you something real yeah. quick you showing me on your wrist <laughs> how that works where, where it was making you again? yeah it, make, it was making me curgle I, I don't enjoy fisting clip <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ <laughs> well, can you fucking end the show already what I mean the, we had a show where rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. So I'm playing Stink Fist, you know, just kind of talk about what, what happened there. Now I'm not going to be able to listen to that song anymore without feeling a little queasy. That was one of my favorite you songs. You should feel a little queasy. Listen to the fucking lyrics next time. Oh, I always have. Well, no, I haven't. I just like the tune. But Yeah, you clearly didn't pay attention to the lyrics because that song's about fisting and talking someone into letting you do it because you're disaffected and bored with life. Why, why am I friends with you? <laughs> you ruined everything I enjoy. You're friends with me because I need to make sure that I ruin everything that you enjoy. That's what makes me thrive. I was so fucking miserable until this happened. Oh. And now I can do the show at least another year. God damn it. Oh, oh wait. And I did look this up, by the way. Holy yeah. shit. That shirt, man. Oh, Jesus Listen, is a cunt? This one, like, I don't see any tape over the nipples. There's just nipples out. Oh, well, there you go. You might have had nipples out, like, not taped up. Oh, yeah. That, that makes sense then. Yeah. I don't know why I thought there was tape. 
because like every shirt I see, holy fuck, man, that shit's real. Yeah, like it's it's like hardcore pornography on a t-shirt. Yeah, it's fucking you wore awesome. that out in public <laughs> to jury duty. To jury yeah, like I was getting called to be possibly brought into the federal grand jury, and I wore that shirt. <laughs> I wonder why I didn't get picked. I wonder why. I wonder how you're not in jail. <laughs> If you'd like to keep up with all the torturing I've been doing with Matt over the years, you can check out our main landing and launching page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. You can also join our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, where you can post your high quality memes. Ooh, post. And if you make your own high quality memes that involve the show, I may even repost them on our Instagram, which is cinema underscore psyops. But only the highest quality of meme. And when you post it, you hit the enter button with your pinky out. And make sure you refer to it as posting. Posting. So that's our Facebook group, Cinema PsyOps. And there's also the Instagram where you may get reposted if you create a really fun meme like our buddy Robert Ward did. Yeah. Like two of them, actually. But I I reposted the one in the group. And then the other one I actually put to our Instagram. So, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Sorry, I almost vomited there. (laughs) All this talk about ripping babies from wombs is not doing you any good. And then fisting on top of it. So Stink fist. yeah, Yeah, that's like a cherry on top of just make Matt want to get queezed up there. Well, you can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. You can find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Send him all the baby ripping fisting videos you've got. Oh, dude, no. <laughs> you can email feedback to Court. Send him psyopscourt at gmail.com and CC him to all those baby ripping fisting videos you got. <laughs> That's a different reaction. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter and tell us how fucking disgusting we are. I'm at Court underscore Psyop. He is at Psyopmatt. I already mentioned that I will repost your tasty ass fucking high quality memes. All those highest quality of memes. If they feature the show and you made it yourself. Yeah. It'll get reposted on our Instagram. Only if they're high of the highest of quality. <laughs> well, while you're out there fisting and or ripping babies from wombs, make sure to pull that stink fist out and kick the fuck out of this week with it and make it your bitch. screams yeah it's not for ice cream no (laughs) ah mm, chocolate peanut butter ribbon ice cream Hmm. okay sounds good why did i just start thinking about that anyway uh i'm the one that's back on the keto so fuck off talking like that yeah i have to get back on the keto or else i am going to die yeah my fucking chair is like really bending under your weight (laughs) could have done without that thanks buddy (laughs) i could have done without having to replace the chair every fucking week it's part of the reason why i'm quitting Every week you're having to replace the chair? Yeah, I've got one left. Jesus, how many did you buy? I bought them in bulk for your fucking bulk. (laughs) 
<laughs> fat shaming. It's okay in this room. It's okay. It's okay because I am fat. So <laughs> and I need shaming. And I think for once in our friendship, I actually weigh less than you. Oh, my God. I de- you definitely weigh less than me right now. That is, I mean, that is not wrong. That's, that's, a, that's I, a first. Listen, man, right now, you know how, like, sometimes a guy can sit on your balls and you're like, oh, it kind of hurts. And you're like, oh, that. <laughs> wait, I'm, is a guy sitting on mine or is a guy sitting on his you own? You sit on your own balls. No, no, wait. Yeah. It's, it's going to be your ball. <laughs> so a person sits so, on their own testicles. Yeah, when you sit, yeah, yeah, when a guy sits on his own balls, sometimes on accident, it's like, oh, that hurts. I do this now with as fat as I am now, and that's it. That testicle has to be removed. <laughs> it's going to blow that testicle up. And with this closeness of your thighs coming <laughs> yeah, together. Oh, my God. The friction is just unbelievable right now. I could literally start fires in between my thighs. How many clips is that right now? <laughs> I don't know, but you're fat shaming the fuck out of yourself. I am. I am. Because I am fat as fuck. Oh, I can hear it. I'm like hearing myself in my own. I'm like, God, I sound fatter. Mm. I don't know. If you get any fatter, I might have to start eating you like I man anthropophagus. Because it would be good for my keto diet. Yeah, man. It would. It would. I don't know. There's a lot of fat here. Fat's good, though, right? Fat is what keto fat wants. Is, yeah, yeah. Keto, yeah, yeah. This Fat's would be great. Key. Yeah. Smoke me uh, 18 hours at 250, man. You're going to do yourself real well here. Real well. Uh, <laughs> I think that was you coming on to me, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would be coming on to you if you were a anthropophagus. Well, while you're out there fisting and or ripping babies from wombs, make sure to pull that stink fist out and kick the fuck out of this week with it and make it your bitch. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> you look like you're a pure. I am not a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs>